Greetings, Earthlings. In a world where our lives are controlled by photons and electrons, one hero must drop his entire life to rescue the people of his land from the tight vice grip of society. Whereas the enemies are mere particles that cannot be controlled, but instead control us. Our hero has a journey that includes many hardships, fights, pain, love. But he first must acquire the precious stone of Agra. As I was saying before, I was rudely interrupted! Welcome to Stay Smart, a podcast about how to stay smart in your life on people who did not make a lot of smart decisions growing up. Now, this is a really exciting episode because I get to talk about video games! Also, as a side note, this episode is NSFW for naughty, naughty words uttered by my friends. None of it were uttered by me. So if you have children with you, make sure you do the right thing. I want to thank everyone who took time out of their day to make this podcast available. The full interviews will be available on my website, staysmartpodcast.com. Just click on episodes to see everything we've talked about in the past. And without any further ado, stay smart, take it away. Finish him! Wait, wait, what are you doing? What are you doing? It, it, it's not me, you won. It's not! It's not! No! Ah! Fatality. Okay, so I wanted to talk about video games because I wanted a fun and lighthearted topic to discuss that a lot of people would really enjoy. Later on in the episode, you get to meet a really delightful lady who has tons of exciting things to share. But first, I must introduce you to six people who had a lot of very interesting things to say. Well, hello, everybody. My name is Alex Jimenez. I am uh, 20... No, no, I'm 30. Uh... Anyways, so my favorite vintage video game would have to be a Super Nintendo sleeper hit, which was called ActRaiser. If you look it up, it is a very interesting game. Uh, it's about God and the devil. So, oh. Yeah. So. <laughs> and then I guess my favorite modern game would have to be... Hmm. Drinking on Monday mornings. Silent Hill. <laughs> Very good horror game. Um, my name is David. Um, so I never like played video games, but I liked watching Banjo Kazooie for Nintendo sixty four. I thought that was really cool. It's things. supposed to be coming back. Oh, really cool. Um, my favorite modern video game. I don't really have one. So I'll just the uh, next. I'm Julie. Vintage would be Mario Kart. Modern would also be Mario Kart. What character did you play? Princess Peach. <laughs> did you ever win? Of course. 
play? No. All the time. You know you're lying. I play by myself. <laughs> 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 wait, why not Daisy? You could change your outfit. Look at her hair. Oh, wait, which one's the redhead? Daisy. Oh, I play no, Daisy. Daisy clearly no, has I brown play hair. Prince, no, it's red. Julie, sorry to break it to you, but it's brown. Now the main character from Angry Birds, he does have red hair. Princess Peach when I was younger and Daisy on the Wii one that I have now. Because now I'm older and know how good redheads are. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, her hair is auburn, if anything, for Daisy. But um, This is Diego and he knows nothing. My, my name is Diego. Uh, <laughs> he the red what, red what would red you red. classify as vintage, like at what time period? Like, like original consoles? 80s, 90s. 80s, 90s. 90s um, I want to say it's a cross between three games, oh, either <laughs> um, Mega Man X4. Mm. Second one would be where I really got in-depth with RPGs, which would be Final Fantasy VII. So that was the three-disc game that was for PlayStation, the original PlayStation. And then <clears throat> the last one, I would probably say uh, The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Um, I was first introduced to that game when I was visiting my cousin in Mexico. And Isn't it funny, like... Nintendo was like huge in most places, like, like South America. That's what we had, and even if it was like my my PlayStation, I was like, oh, go go play with Nintendo. Yeah, absolutely. Like <laughs> Nintendo was the universal word for a video game. Like it didn't even matter what it was. How do you how do you say it in in Mexican? Nintendo. <laughs> and and honestly, like if you slur the words, it could sound like ni entiendo, which basically means I don't even know. So, yeah, that's my piece for that. That's funny. Um, oh, modern. Oh, modern, modern. excuse me. Um, modern? I made you because I have Just one. Yet. I'll just pick one, and I I will definitely give that to Kingdom Hearts. Mm. Um, I, oh, I did play that one. Yeah, honestly, like... <laughs> did you play by yourself, too? You um, it's a single player. I think the story was what really carried me through that game, and I, I literally stopped before the end of it because I didn't want to beat it. And when I did, I, I, I can admit that I definitely cried at the end of it. So, Aww. super duper good. It was a game with the amazing longevity because mm -hmm. you could play it for, I mean, hundreds of hours without finishing it and still having interesting stuff to do. On Absolutely. It. And I'm Kevin. Um, <laughs> um, I'm gonna go computer for my vintage game. Um, I'm gonna go with Empire Earth. It was a civilization yeah. builder. Was it like Age of Empires? Um, it was like Age of Empires. Um, it preceded Age of Empires. As far as, I was going to say for console games, as far as vintage goes, I was going to go with Final Fantasy X, because I did not get started on seven. I got started on ten. I hate to interrupt you, but I forgot yeah. about my modern video game, and that is The Sims, because <laughs> I didn't often count it as a video game, because it was like my whole life in high school. Um, yeah, we can move on. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a funny story about The Sims. Um, I was dating someone who made a family for us oh, that's so you <laughs> so his best friend <laughs> and, 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 fast. <laughs> so every day he'd give me updates on our family so it was, his best friend was like the slutty one and she had all these children by these different guys <laughs> in the neighborhood and we were the ones <laughs> to care of the baby because we were all did you find this like cute and romantic or creepy because uh, you should have found it creepy, creepy. <laughs> at that time I thought that got him funny because how old were you guys 
So you would tell me you tell me about like oh my god Kelsey's out on a date she left me alone with the baby and like, you know like with the Sims you can say like which characters like each other like the baby hated Kelsey and Kelsey hated the baby like she neglected but she had a dog that she loved so she liked the dog like the relationship was closer than her the babies so she ended up having like several of the babies but only two of them left with us and we were the babysitters anybody play roller coaster tycoon yes so that's still the other game i play i had no idea i had such sadistic friends Please call 911 if you don't hear from me in two weeks. I started playing Overwatch recently, and it's good. it's fantastic, yeah. and I'm getting hooked, so I'm going to go with that. Last but not oh. least. Does somebody have to say the best for last? Of course. Uh, my name yeah, is Albert Nurigaro. My... Can you say your last name again? Inurigaro. That's, that's long. Inurigaro. I would just say it in white people. And your Rigaro. There we go. <laughs> oh, I got Let me say. And your Rigaro. In <laughs> oh, so Is there an Andrew in there? <laughs> there's like a hyphen in there. <laughs> no, that's why. I can't do that. But, um, I don't know. There's so many vintage games that come to mind. Like, GoldenEye is one of the like, <gasps> classic. Oh my gosh, yes. N64? Um, Smash Bros. I could play that. Yeah. Snowboarding yeah. Yeah, Smash Love your bro. bro. Don't smash him. Mario Ball. <laughs> Oh, no. Mario tennis. on the Wii. No. Mario Tennis. No, <laughs> Mario Tennis, I got that. Oh, yeah, that was a yeah. Golf. Golf was fun. Um, <laughs> but, um, so those are like some of my favorite vintage games. And um, modern? Modern. One that I always find myself playing over and over again is uh, Resident Evil 4. It's oh, like my favorite really? of all the Resident Evil. Is that yeah. modern though? Come on, like 2000. Our first argument came out of what was the meaning of vintage video games. If you think about it, there's like Nintendo, Super Nintendo, then we have N64, right? Here's here's how I think it. Go for it. Go for it. Vintage to me would be whatever was before. Uh, uh, I don't remember what it was called. Was it Atari? Vintage to me is before high school, which actually includes the. Cause I started playing. I I don't know. I'm 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 in the same boat. I'm I'm thinking Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and N64 era, and PlayStation. Being the oldest person here, shut up. Vintage for me would be Atari. Because Atari was before Nintendo. It was around the same time. Vintage for me was a doll with long hair. <laughs> Back in my day, we would just play outside with yeah. the nose. This game called Stickball. Boy, have times changed from the simplicity of playing with friends outside to doing drugs, having sex, and killing people. No, they literally like got paid for sex. Like that's the who the, like the prostitutes. Like, oh, yeah. oh, oh! Did, did it take away real money? Yeah, so Simolo, like, they, would, they, would, they would get in your car and the car would shake for like yeah. a minute and but then they would the, get the out and would stay in their spot. Wait, and 13 year olds would rub it oh. out just to that. Your life would go up a little bit. You would gain life. You would get like extra, you get a heart. It's a mature game. Yeah, so you have to be 18 to buy it, but parents would buy it for their kids. Yeah, like they didn't. They don't know. Parents don't pay attention. When my parents found out there's prostitution, they actually took it away from me. I'll tell you, there is very little. That's a modern game? <laughs> well, and I'll tell you, there's very little. I mean, back then, people were stupid. Even now, there's very, very little like oversight when it comes to the video games that the kids play. Yeah. 
like the violence. Yeah. So, so they have the rating system, but if the parents aren't paying attention, but they don't pay attention to that. They're like, oh, GT two. Okay, that seems simple okay, enough. There's a car. There's a guy in front of it. It's around. it's named after a felony. If you think that's appropriate for your child, yeah. <laughs> you're stupid. Well, I mean, if if I could, it's literally named after a felony. It could also be a body shop. This is a point that I wanted to bring up: is that video games nowadays are violent as hell. Violence is everywhere. TV, movies, games, the news, the workplace—you name it. Interestingly enough, I feel like violence has become part of our culture. Although I've heard people say that violence is what shaped our culture. These games—they're—they're. They're being geared with so much violence and granted yes you, their parents are the ones that dictate if they get the game or not so like do you do you think that the violence in the video games correlate to like the violence that kids high school well, I, so I, I, I will say this being a kid that grew up in the 80s watching like violent movies uh like i remember thinking oh Wait, grow up in the eighties. What? You're thirty. Yeah. You were born in nineteen eighty-six. Eighty-five. So you were five watching violent video games. I was watching Aliens, RoboCop, and Terminator. So your parents' feelings as adults. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that they, they, because they, they did. I will say this: they did restrict what I watched in this movie, in these movies. They, if anything violent showed up, okay, Alex has to leave the room. But I mean, I. You knew about it. You knew I, knew, it was I knew what was going on, but at the same time, they didn't let me emulate what was going on. If if I like pretended I was shooting around, they'd be like, "You need to quit this." That right now. So now we're getting somewhere. It's not about the violence that we see. It's starting to feel like it's about how we are introduced to it, and how much of our parents allow us to absorb it. Parents have to have control over what their kids are digesting visually. Uh, so be that video games, movies, music, whatever. Then I think with what you're saying, what that, uh, whatever. The, I think we're digressing from the point of it. Video games, I don't think video games alone are enough to say that they cause more aggression in high school. I think it has to do more of what the home life is right. mixed with those video games, mixed with other surroundings Absolutely. and the school. The overall so desensitization to say, violence and all. Yeah, that. you can't blame it all on the video games. It has a lot to do with other factors. So, like, I'm not a psychologist, but <laughs> can't be great for developing psyche to like be rewarded for shooting bitches up. <laughs> like so, if they're like in well, okay, okay. the game, and they're like shooting someone, and they're like ten points for you. You go, Glenn Coco. Like that can't be great. Well, I mean, like <laughs> back to what Julie was saying. Like it really has to do with like the household and a lot of variables in it. That's why there are age limits to games. Like you have E for everybody, you have T for teenager, and you have M for mature. And those guidelines are to help with really allowing somebody that's developing into whoever they're going to be to focus on you know like the specific things that they can actually handle not even focus that's not the right word but 
to, I guess, accept whatever they're playing. Like, there are certain, I guess, types of violence that might be more understanding. Like, Mario, right? Like, I'm jumping on some mushroom-looking thing called a Goomba, and he goes, and I get points. Cool. A little violent. That's a poor Goomba. But, I mean, like, we're getting, we're diving too deep into it, right? Like, if, if, if children start stomping on mushrooms because of Mario, like, really, we're fine as a... Right, I mean, like... But what about turtles? Turtles. turtles? It's the well, yeah. I, it's like the You kick them. I mean, like... like what around random turtles? <laughs> if we're taught that violence is bad, why do we find entertainment in it? I think because it's kind of... As bad as it sounds, it's an instinct. And in a way, video games allow you to act out on that instinct without actually harming anything. You know what I mean? Does that make sense or does that make the, sense? There's been kind of some interesting studies on play, you know, playing video games and releasing stress. Because like you said, maybe not <laughs> my instinct is not to hurt somebody, but being able to get out all this stress and this frustration out on something that I know is harmless could probably be uh, beneficial. Now they've also done studies, one in particular, that um, there was a psychologist, he recommended if video games, only one hour a day. I mean, that's, that's super tough. I was never good at moderation, so I'm not gonna weigh in. When you talk about moderation or time spent playing video games, and at that point you're talking about like social interactions being different from kids that don't play as much. You know, at that point we're looking at different psychological benefits or I guess deficiencies that can happen with a kid at that point. Um, that, that's totally tough. You know, uh, I know that there's definitely some games that are more stimulating um, for maybe problem solving, you know, uh, things. Or, or math games. Math games, not even math. Like, if you look at Zelda, like, The Legend of Zelda is literally, you're going to beat a boss after you solve a bunch of puzzles. On the flip side, Video games allow for mental stimulation, problem solving, reasoning, educational. And then I brought up the different point about not only getting sucked into these games in an addiction type of way, but in emotional type of way. Can you guys think of any video games that kind of made you feel something? I mean, like pride or accomplishment, not necessarily. Like any kind of like sad or... You, you were emotionally involved in the characters or in the game itself. Oh, yeah, definitely. Which one? Dude, um, like, when your sims went to college. They're <laughs> <laughs> growing up. David, I'll be keeping those virtual children you raised in my prayers. It's kind of concerning, the idea of... Because TV does that. Yeah, Wait, what? I guess that's true. But... TV, TV does that. TV oh. makes you feel... Again, with like, because you could, you could, there's people, and the same thing could go for like reading a book, where if that's where you're getting that stimulation for like emotions and feeling attached to something is in a video game or something that's not present in the world, real world, to me that's kind of concerning. I don't think it's necessarily bad if it's done in moderation, but if you're like developing in middle school and you're going through all of those motions in a world that isn't real, <clears throat> well, like, that kind of ties in. Transition into the real world when it's time. Have you guys watched the movie Her? No. Oh, the computer where yeah. you fall in love with the computer. Yeah. I I cried in that movie because it was Her? like 
her. her? Do you remember? Those were like yeah. it's like the AI that's talking Phoenix, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was, it was emotional because you, uh, even though I can't relate because I haven't fallen in love with a machine before, or yet. I never told you for her birthday. <laughs> I got the batteries <laughs> for it. <laughs> I'm <edit> mobile. <laughs> no, please don't edit that out. Too much backstory. <laughs> well, like, like it, I, I was like, you know, this guy has developed this relationship with this machine and this machine. Yeah, but there's sure. a difference between watching a two-hour movie and playing when I get involved in books and I'm at home, I don't want to talk with my family. I don't want to hang out with my friends. Like, I, when my friends invite me out places, my thought process is uh, the only thing I'm going to be thinking while I'm out is I want to get home because I want to finish my book. Then you get caught up in Game of Thrones. I felt that way about Orange is the New Black. I've not caught up on Game of Thrones, so I'm right there. I mean... That's gonna happen though. Like in any type of relationship, you want to spend more and more time with X, Y, Z, whatever that might be for you. And I think that's pretty common. Like you know, you get a girlfriend, you want to be with that girlfriend. You get a boyfriend, you want to be with that boyfriend. You get a new video game. Yeah, but these are all real life things. Video games are not real life. But it's a relationship. It's a relationship. You know, I feel like Julie brings up a good point. How far is it too far? When your relationship crosses over from the physical to the metaphysical, do you allow video games to control you or do you control the game? Uh, uh, there's a person that I know that I've literally, I've been playing games with him since I was 14. This dude was probably like done with high school, right? Like he was, he was at least 19, about to be 20. And, um, you know, you know, he had his job working at like some office supply store doing his thing. Right. And there was a point in time where like I had to leave playing games and I, I moved back to the States and I was just like, I was disconnected from so many people. Fast forward to when I got a computer and could reconnect with these people, this guy was doing the same thing, still living with his parents and lost his job, got fired for stealing CDs. And fast forward even more years, this guy is borderline 30 doing the same thing. And it's to the point where like, you can only want to help somebody so bad and ask them like, how can I help you? How can I help you choose a better life? And that's a super extreme, but I think that that's definitely a reality for a lot of people where like even people that I think we've met that come into where we work that are kind of regulars and they have this weird thing. I remember I would talk to uh, them, like, hey, like, like, what's your deal? Like, why do you come in here? Like, well, I just collect unemployment. I live with my mom and I just like to play the Facebook games. My little cousin, he's like 12 or something. And I always hear him like over there. He's like leading the Grand Theft Auto team or whatever to rob stuff. But I hear him like, hey, you dumb piece of shit. You know, I told you not to go there and this and that. I'm How like, old is your cousin saying you dumb piece of shit? He's young, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, like how young? Like, He's just in his own little world, right. and he's like the boss of this little MC. heist. And they're like, I mean, it's cool because I see like leadership in it a little bit, but for the most part, I'm, like, I'm just seeing him turn into like an asshole. There's benefits to it, but again, if we spend a f- 52 minutes talking about the problems of it, so we don't see the benefits as well as we sweep the problems. But everybody here, like half the people here, are actual gamers. Yeah. I think it's just like. You know the benefits of gaming that they can help with your strategic skills and like it helps with your creativity and everything. But the yeah, go ahead. No, no, go for it. The most common people, 
the th most common thing people see is the time that video games can take away. I feel like it it's helped me. Like I feel like like video games have helped you? In particular like driving. <laughs> like I feel like I'm an awesome driver. Like I can be super distracted and still be an awesome driver. Cuz I remember being I remember being 9 and playing all these driving games. What'd you say? It's still you're not. No, I've, okay. Great okay, I have never, I, I never gotten in a wreck that was not my fault and that I could not physically prevent because the other person was hitting me. This lady, in the other hand, I'm a really bad driver. I'm a terrible. Driver. That that correlates to the lack of video games in your life. I played Mario Kart like all my childhood. If anything, I should be like a pro. Were you in the lines? So you learned to hit other people, <laughs> and that translated into your career. There's no bananas in real life. <laughs> well, I feel okay. So I feel like it's helped me um, create puzzles because my entire life. So like my, even in my job, like I think of my job as um, thinking outside of the box. Like you not tell you how many people come and say, "Oh, I just came from AT and T. I just came from Sprint. I just came from T-Mobile," and they said they couldn't help me. And then I come and I'm like, "Okay, let's step back." and then visualize all of our different options and try the more probable ones that are gonna work. And then go down the list. Okay, this doesn't work. Okay, let's try this. This doesn't work. Let's try this. This doesn't work. This doesn't work. This doesn't work. This doesn't work. Awesome, this worked. So by process of elimination or me playing little games in my mind, putting all these puzzles together, I've, I've been able to accomplish what a lot of people haven't been able to. And these are minor things, but you know, being able to in particular, problem solve, I feel, has been my strongest suit. And I, I can honestly say that is directly correlated to games that are geared to strategy, not to violence. But I have to strategize, and then I lose. Okay, let me change my strategy. I lose. Okay, that's not working. Let me change my strategy. Okay, it worked. Learn, invest, create, moderation, challenge, have fun. Video games bring a wide array of benefits, but if it's taken too far, just like anything else in life, it can cause a problem. college I met a friend who was just a big ball of sunshine. What I liked about her is that she released video game reviews weekly. She was an enthusiast to the highest degree. I remember thinking to myself, are there that many video games out there for you to review? Well, for Mary, there were. I'm Mary Chanel and I am a very small YouTuber and Twitch streamer. I love playing video games. I talk about them. I review them. Um, I also do a little bit of makeup as well. So that's pretty much what I do on the interwebs. How did you get involved in video games? Well, I was three years old when my brother, he's much older than me, he's about 10 years older than me, and he got the very first Nintendo. So I would sit on his lap and play with him. And I just grew up with playing video games. 
but what made me really fall in love with video games was because I uh, used to play obsessively of The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time yes. on the 64, <laughs> and then I just played it so much because I got it for Christmas. It was gold, so I was like, oh my god, it's so cool. So I played that endlessly, and then also fell in love with Majora's Mask. So like after that, like I've just been obsessed with video games. So that's how I got started. But when I really got started into like writing about video games, was um, actually when I first started at Richland. But I already knew I really wanted to do something like that, and so I got involved with the newspaper. So then I finally became their layout editor and their gaming editor for about five years, and then I also did a bunch of videos for the Richland TV department. So I did also writing and uh, video for them, and that just like I just fell in love with it ever since. I also took this level design class to see maybe I could be like a game developer. No, <laughs> it is so hard. That's why I like I have a lot more respect when it comes to games, and that actually did help me with my reviews, um, knowing what engine they use, like how um, how much work they put into it, how it works, um, all of that. It really helped me with writing my reviews, which was also the main point of doing the class. But then I realized I just had, I just couldn't be very artistic with some people. So we had like this one project. It was like, oh, make like a couple of rooms and like, you know, make it like a, a level pretty much. And I come in thinking, oh, yeah, I worked so hard. I got some stairs, got some barrels, got some rocks, got some all this stuff, platforms. And I come in there and there's people that have like a mall and like a city. Like you can go into these like areas. And I was just like. I just have, like, these two rooms. And that's why I knew. I was like, this was great, but I got to go. But I learned a lot from it, so. I think that's awesome. And I'll tell you why. I hate film critics. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, what the heck do you know about what it takes to act, direct, write, record, light, cater? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> and And for you to be like... To, to write the video game, I must become the video game. Right. And, and get into their shoes and try it out, and then be like, okay, now I know. Mary interned for the CW33, which is a local news station, on the viral video segments, and she also did game reviews for them. I also did uh, actually two uh, videos that were aired on TV. Uh, one was uh, during my internship, and it was um, during Halloween, and uh, I got to collab with one of the, uh, they call them Predators, which is a producer and an editor and a videographer, so they did like Predators? Everything. Yeah. Oh. I know. Everyone makes fun Terrible of Terrible name. I know, I know. I didn't make it up there. Any much. Catch a Predator references? No, but no. some of them did look like they could be. <laughs> 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 but no, um, this guy was really nice, and he wanted me to do a like, uh, what's the best scary games to play? But then I had a better idea. I uh, talked to the, uh, a game guru of um, Digital Tribe Games. He now has another uh, gaming platform. But um, at the time, he was there, and I uh, uh, interviewed him. His name was John Kaiser the Third, I think. Huh? And uh, <laughs> I know. And uh, we went to a haunted house, and he was about to re-release their um, rebooted game called Dimension 2 HD 
and it was about to come out around Halloween. So I was like, okay. And we went to the haunted house in an area that looked exactly like the asylum that was in the game. And I interviewed him in there. And it was like a really awesome interview. We talked about like what good scary games, what makes a good scary game, and all that stuff. So it was pretty exciting. Like that got aired on um, TV. And then there was another one that got aired um, this past July. Um, it was for uh, CW, now called News Fix. And they wanted me to interview a few people about the women in the gaming industry, and that ended up really well, and it got aired. So Just like your average gamer, Mary tries to fit video games into her daily life as much as she can without affecting her personal life, even if it consumes her thoughts. Sometimes there's days I'm like, I just don't have time, or I'm just too tired, but like, I'm always thinking about games. Like, if I'm not playing it, I'm looking things up online, what's coming out, or I'm like watching other people play it like on YouTube as well, because it also helps me get ideas and inspiration. What I like about Mary is that she isn't constantly thinking about the next game to play, but her dream, her career, her future, is to report and entertain game enthusiasts. I really want to be on a uh, gaming news platform and like talk about it and be like the host and talk about it on camera and all that but I also still want to be a writer so eventually I'll be with like a bigger network that's my end goal and just keep on talking about video games I'm very passionate about so and like what's what's example of a couple okay so uh I love Rooster Teeth um they do all kinds of different uh gaming stuff but like I would like to be on their show called The No. And there's Nerdist News, um, their gaming segment, uh, which, by the way, I think they're looking for a new host, so we'll see. <laughs> go apply, go apply. Right. And, um, another, oh, GameSpot. GameSpot. And then, uh, what else? I'm trying to think of another one off the top of my head. Uh, oh, of course, IGN. Hello. Hello. Oh, no, right. How could I forget? <laughs> so that's like my top ones that I would love to work for. If you are interested in getting to know more about Mary's work, please visit her YouTube page at youtube.com slash prettylady000 or her Twitch account at twitch.tv slash prettylady000. She also knows that what she likes is not very budget friendly. Oh, this is a good tip that I've learned. Um, most games nowadays are not replayable okay not most games but some games are not replayable or they have a very short time span like meaning there's only gonna be like 15 hours worth of gameplay so I suggest Redbox you just rent it for like three dollars a day you save so much money because you're not spending a $64 so there's that or do it digitally and wait for their sales as well like on console or even on steam so there's always stuff going on sale so i would say money wise because that's a huge part is that and then um also consoles are so expensive nowadays um do layaway or uh ask everyone during christmas for gift cards to gamestop or something like that so i would say money wise because i feel like that is a huge part of gaming is being able to spend the money because it is kind of like a lifestyle so um, there's that, and then if they want to do like broadcasting, um, little tricks that I found uh, just recently, it's called XSplitter or XSplit. Um, you can do uh, 
record games and like whatever on your computer uh, for free. So the only thing you really need is a good webcam. After my group chat from a few days ago, I wanted to know what Mary thought about the stigma of video game players being addicts and its influence by violence. I, I feel like there are people that have a problem, but I feel like it goes deeper than that. And they just, like if they use alcohol, you know, it's they're dealing with a problem that they are not actually dealing with. So then it becomes a problem for them. But everyone that I've known in the industry, I know they're just like normal people like us. Like we like to go out. We also um, have normal conversations and all that stuff. But um, it is sad that people, especially the media, talks about how it's so bad for you and all this stuff. And really, there's a lot of science behind it, like a lot of facts saying, oh, there's a study. Actually, when you do play video games, your attention span is better or your coordination is better. And... Um, it's actually better for your brain and all of that. So it's just so crazy that when people say like violence comes from video games. Well, not necessarily because there's violence on the news. There's violence um, in movies. Um, there's violence in cartoons. Like it's everywhere. So it's just more how if that kid is going through something, he might take it from a video game, but he could have taken it from a movie as well. So it's just like this, you know, we don't know kind of like attitude, but... They just like to blame something. I used to work at GameStop a long time ago. There are parents that don't care. I remember this little kid, he was like, I'm going to say he's like eight or nine years old, like super young. She's buying him Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. What? <laughs> Prostitution, drugs, all of that. And we even have to tell them, like by law, we have to tell them, like, ma'am, we know this has blood, gore, uh, you know, sexual stuff and alcohol and violence. And like, yeah. That's fine. And it's so sad. I feel like it's the parents' duty to be like, no, this says it's like M rating. We can't buy it. Keep your eye on your kid. There's parental controls on their uh, uh, PlayStation and their Xbox and all of that. Put away your consoles at night. If, if it's really, you feel like it's a problem for your kid, put it away, lock it up, whatever. Um, make sure to talk to other people's parents and see if they have a console and what games you allow them to play. It's all about communication, really. And like talking to your kid about why it's wrong and because he might not understand why, so it makes him want to do it even more. So I just feel like it's communication and just keep an eye on it, you know? The chat about these negative side effects of playing video games seemed kind of alien to Mary. We tend to see the negative side of things without weighing in the positives. And Mary has a dream, a future, that only she has control of. And it's a success that only she can achieve. A success only we can achieve and sitting on our butts every day, passing the time, doing whatever, including playing video games, will only make you more successful as a human being if you do two things. What can this game teach me about real life? One. And two, how can I spend this time I do something I love and make money at the same time? Because I feel like everything that we do in our lives can have a negative, a positive, or a 
neutral side effect to it. And video games can be one of the three. Negative, neutral, or positive. And I think it's our job to figure out what we can do to turn that neutral or that negative into a positive. And that's just not for video games, for anything in life. Because there's so much that we do that we enjoy that could turn a possible neutral or even a negative side effect into a positive one. If you want to get somewhere with the game industry, knowing for my my own position right now is don't stop no matter what I know like there's times when I'm like is I doing the right thing is is this really worth it like why am I doing this push all those questions out and just focus on your goal like what you want to do what what will make you happy and what's your passion because I get those moments sometimes I'm like what am I doing and then I'll do like if I'll do a video I'm like I'm just gonna do it anyways what's the worst gonna happen and then I feel better about it. So I just make sure I push myself. I mean, I see I see the, the pros and the cons in it. Um, I feel like there's games, you know, that you can, like, when I play a game, and it's like a one first-person shooter, and I do something cool, and I'm, like, by myself, I'm looking around, I'm like, oh, nobody saw that. You know what I mean? Like, I want somebody there to play with. But, um, but I feel like it's, it's kind of like, I don't see the difference between playing a violent game watching a violent movie except for you get more involved in the game and you know the movie ends you walk off it's still in your head but the game it like calls you back you know what I mean so I was just saying everything I'm on you've got to find a balance where if the game remembering one what's more important and two what's real if the game is taking over a real life then it's an issue as long as you're able to play the game however many hours you want and it's not affecting the way that you communicate and build relationships with actual human beings, it's not an issue. But when you get to a point where you would rather be in your room playing a game for 10 hours a day than have relationships with people, it's not a good idea. Learn to disconnect. Because when you get so involved in the world that you're you're in, where you're, you feel so connected to the characters that they start to feel real, off, walk away, go read a book, go talk to people, and just realize, hey, that's fun, but it's it's not real life. I want to thank everyone who's participated in this episode of Stay Smart. Alex Jimenez, David Foster, Julie Morrison, Diego Quintana, Kevin Bailey, and Albert Inuragararararara, and Mary Chanel. Editing for this episode is provided by Levi Morrison. If you have a topic you want us to talk about next, um, feel free to email me at paul at staysmartpodcast.com. Or visit our website, staysmartpodcast.com, and click on Pitch a Topic. And you should be super nice and rate us on iTunes. That's how I know you are out there. In the vast space of the interwebs, listening to me. 
For every rating you don't give us, an angel dies. I'm not only here to help you live smart, but stay smart. <laughs> I love that little quote. I am so witty.